Well, good morning. Merry Christmas to you guys. Uh, glad to see you all this morning. Uh, my uh, Somebody, when we were visiting family, asked me, they said, are you guys having church on Christmas morning? I said, well, it would be ironic to not go see Jesus on his birthday since it was a scheduled day to go see him. And so uh, I just wanted to tell you guys that I appreciate and am encouraged by you being here um, big time, more than you could ever know. And so thank you. It means a lot to see you all. Uh, I'm going to open us in prayer. And then after I do that, uh, Uncle Jonathan's going to come lead us in a few more songs. <laughs> that makes sense if you were here last night. Uh, <laughs> let me pray for us and we'll get started. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for the greatest gift ever given. Father, we thank you that you gave us that gift when we didn't deserve it at all. But you, out of the great love you have for us uh, in the right time, you sent your son, Jesus, to be a sacrifice for our sins. And Father, it's a gift that we could never, ever repay you. And Father, I thank you that you've never called us to repay you, but you've just called us to love you and be faithful to you. Lord, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for Jesus Christ. Father, I pray your blessings upon this service. And Lord, I pray that as we take time uh, out of what is a traditionally a, uh, a day for family, Lord, I pray that you would uh, be the center of our worship. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. I'll give you a minute to greet each other, and then we'll, he'll lead us in a few songs. We're going to sing straight through on our hymns this morning. So uh, the next one's going to be Joy to the World, and we're going to sing all four verses. Please uh, remain standing. Well, if you're here and you've got your copy of God's Word, I want to invite you to take it and open it uh, to the book of John. We're going to be in John chapter 3, verse 16. You might not even need to turn there. You might know this one by heart. But uh, before we jump in uh, to the message this morning, I want to pray for us. Uh, then I want to uh, just give you a word of suggestion on Christmas uh, about something that involves your own personal family, uh, especially for you men that are leading your families. Uh, through this Christmas season. And then I want to uh, cover the topic. I want to finish off our Advent season uh, talking about love for a brief minute. Uh, and then we'll, we'll be dismissed to go back with our families. But let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you again for your son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the ability for us to gather here today uh, as a community of believers and worship you. Father, we thank you again for your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray that during this service that you would indeed feed your people. And I pray that you would use me to do it. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, mostly young men, older men, any man with uh, children or any man that has an influence over anyone younger in their life, I want to encourage you uh, this Christmas season, just right out of the gate, to, uh, to encourage the younger men in your life or the kids that you've given gifts to, uh, to, to grab your kids by the arms or, or gather them all around in your chair, however you talk to the people that you have influence over. Uh, and just remind them that Jesus is greater than any gift that they ever got this morning or any gift that they've ever gotten any morning. That if they go to their grave with nothing in Jesus, at the end of life, they win. That it's not about who collects the most toys. It's not about who gives the best gifts. It's about finishing the race, being faithful to Jesus at the end. Not about the stuff that we collect along the way. And so just encourage the people in your life uh, and remind them about that uh, as you go throughout this Christmas season. I think it would be very encouraging uh, to the people that you have influence over to remind them of that. 
And so now I want to jump into uh, John chapter 316. We've been walking through the Advent season as a church. We Advent started uh, on Thanksgiving Day, and so we let our first candle represent Thanksgiving. We let the next few candles represent uh, hope, faith, and then this week we come to what we're going to cover is love. And I want to show you something walking through John 316. This is not original to me. This is something that uh, I went to a Christmas dinner recently and the man who was speaking at the Christmas dinner, uh, he brought this up and I thought that it would be absolutely perfect to share with you on Christmas morning. And so I want to show you in John chapter 316 uh, a few things about the greatest gift. And I will read the chapter, or I'll read the verse, and then I will walk through it slowly pointing out exactly what I want to show you. And so John chapter 3 verse 16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And you may think, well, golly, that's a no-brainer. Why would you pick John three sixteen for Christmas? And I would say, have any of my other Advent verses had anything to do with Christmas? Uh, they've had to do with the themes of Christmas, but we haven't exactly walked through the Christmas story. And I want you to see how John... 316 um, is the greatest gift. And so it's John chapter 316 starts with for God, God being the greatest giver. God has given you and me more than we could ever imagine. The scripture says that every good and perfect gift comes from above for God, this giver so loved the greatest reason for God. So loved he loves you and me more than you could ever imagine. The world, the greatest number of people. There's no more people than what's in the world, right? Got to be alive to be a people, right? The greatest giver, the greatest reason, love, gave the greatest number of people, the world, that he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave the greatest gift, his son Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. So the greatest giver with the greatest reason gave the greatest number of people the greatest gift that was also the greatest cost, his only begotten son. Think of all the stuff that you've ever given for Christmas. Nobody's ever given you their only son for Christmas except for the greatest giver, who's God. It's cool to open up bikes. It's cool to open up remote control cars. It's cool to open up all of these other things. You know the coolest thing in the world that you could ever get for Christmas? Somebody give you something that can forgive you of all of your sin. That's a gift. That's only a gift that can come from God. Because there's nothing that you or I could ever do be forgiven of our sin other than put our faith in the only begotten son of god and so the greatest giver gave the greatest reason the greatest number the greatest gift that was the greatest cost and this gift was given with the greatest invitation that whoever believeth in him shall have eternal life and so this gift wasn't limited to a certain number of people this was a gift that was invaluable that was given to whosoever come It's not a gift that's only good for us. It's not a gift that's only good for the church across the street. This is a gift that is good enough for whoever will come and take hold of it. This gift was given with the greatest invitation and the greatest condition. The only condition to take hold of this gift is that you believe. For whosoever, the greatest invitation, believes. 
what greater thing to talk about this Christmas season. Everybody talks about believing in Santa, believing in Santa, believing in Santa. Whoever believes in the Son of God shall have eternal life. And brothers and sisters, there is no greater guarantee than that you will not perish but have eternal life. Can you imagine being a gift that would secure eternal life for you? We watch all of these movies. We watch Indiana Jones and we get hooked in the storyline. What is Indiana Jones after? He's after the Holy Grail so that they can have eternal life. The world has always been searching for something that would cure death. And brothers and sisters, you were given a gift 2,000 years ago in a manger that cured death. If your faith is in our Savior, Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, this fleshly body that you have, it'll go away, but your soul will never die. It will live forever with God. And there is no greater gift than that. And so the greatest giver with the greatest reason gave the greatest number of people the greatest gift at the greatest cost. He gave the greatest invitation. He gave the greatest condition, which is believe. He gave the greatest guarantee that you wouldn't perish. And this gift is good for the greatest amount of time because you will have everlasting life. And so this gift that he's giving you, the batteries will never die. The tires will never go flat. You'll never run out of ammunition for whatever your gift is. And whatever piece of technology you got for Christmas, this gift that Jesus, excuse me, this gift that God gave us in Jesus Christ will never expire. It will never get outdated. Its software will never go bad. It's a gift that is good and valuable and relevant forever. And this gift is worthy to be worshipped. And worshipping this gift Jesus Christ is the only thing in all of eternity that will never get old. I've told you this and I will tell you this until I'm absolutely blue in the face. If you like golf, if heaven is golf, after about 36 holes, it gets old after a day. If you like baseball, after I sit in a seat for about 15 innings, I'm tired of baseball. Once I catch so many fish, eventually, believe it or not, it's time to just go home for the day because I'm tired of catching fish. Doesn't matter what your favorite thing in the world to do is, if you do that for millions of years, it gets old. Worshiping Jesus Christ will never get old. He will look more and more and more valuable for all of eternity. He will never get old. You will never exhaust your knowledge of Him, and you will continue to grow and be amazed at Him. Listen to this. For eternity. And so He gave us all of those things so that we could have the greatest possession. Not just will not perish, not just have everlasting, but what does He give us as the greatest possession? He gives us life. He says, I didn't come to condemn you, but I came to give you life and life abundantly. We have a lot of people in our church who are sick. We have a handful of people that are affiliated with our church that are dying. And if you went and visited any single one of those and you asked them if they could have anything they wanted for Christmas, what would they have? They would tell you life. We've got a lot of people who are shut in. We've got a lot of people who are walking through difficult times in life. They would tell you that they want a a peaceful life. And brothers and sisters, Jesus came so that you could have peace. What greatest gift could you have? 
I don't think you can think of anything that you've ever been given tangibly that outdoes Jesus. And so I want to just walk through this one last time before we praise the Lord with one last song. For the giver so loved the greatest reason, the world, the greatest number, that he gave the greatest gift, his only begotten son, which was the greatest cost, that whosoever the greatest temptation believes condition will not perish the greatest guarantee but have everlasting the greatest amount of time life the greatest possession and so i just want to close with if you're here if you came with someone and you've never put your faith in jesus christ god became a man and he lived a perfect life the life that we were supposed to live and he went to the cross that we deserved and he died to pay for our sins And then he traded his perfect life for our sinful life so that we could have eternal life. And then they put him in the grave and he rose from the dead, brothers and sisters, so that we could indeed have eternal life. Like I said, there is no greater gift in all of the world than Jesus Christ. And I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart that I love you guys. And I am very, very encouraged that you took time away from your schedules to come here and worship with us today. And so I hope that through John chapter 3, verse 16, that you are encouraged that Jesus Christ is indeed the greatest gift. I already know that you know that because you came here to worship Him on Christmas Day. And so let me close us with a prayer, and I'm going to ask Jonathan if he'll lead us in our last song. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you that He indeed is the greatest gift. Father, we thank you that He's the most valuable gift. Lord, we thank you that he's a gift that will never expire and that is good from year to year. Father, I pray that if there's anyone here who's never put their faith in him, that today would be the day they do it. And Father, I pray that if there's anyone here who's spending Christmas, the Christmas season with any family who doesn't know Jesus, Lord, I pray that they would be compelled to share the greatest gift with their family. Lord, we love you. We pray that you would do a mighty work amongst us. And we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. If you would stand for our final hymn of invitation.